ia te a te a taka ia te pai pai wa o uru mai te utupoto te ware kōrero e tū nei. Kia ora. welcome to Change Channel, a space to share tupuna wisdom, Māori ancestral knowledge with you and the world. Tēnā, wakarongo mai. Nō te ipureo tēnei kawenga o te pai pai wa o a Chase Channel. Inumia te kōrero. Chase Channel is brought to you by Te Ipurao. Katira tēnā tātou. Tēnā tātou me o tātou mate o te wā. Tātou e tangihiana e matapōrehu ana e ngā mate. Tēnei aitua nui ko ui a kirunga mātou i te kāinga nei tēnei rangi tonu e mō tētea ana te ngākau. E mō tētea ana te ngākau o te apri wānui ko runga nei tēnei aitua ko uia ko pāmaikimākai. Nō reira e ngā mate o te wā, aere. A re atu rā ki te kainga wairi o te rangi. E re re atu rā ki te rau ngā maunga o tātau, ki ngā turi o morimotu. E reira re re atu wai ki te kaunga o parete taitonga a ki ngā mātua tūpuna i tarangi. Nō reira e ngā mate, aere, aere e oki. Nō reira uri, uri te pō, nō mai te ao, Tēnā tātou me tō tātou wānanga i tēnei aiai. Tō tātou wānanga i aro nei kia tātou anō, ki tēnei taonga o tātou ko te puanga. Tātou i te kāinga nei i ngā reke reka o kororua peu, e me i kawana, e me i kawana ki koutou tai, koutou e waka aere nei tō tātou nei wānanga i tēnei pō, me i ana. E rangi, hoki maira, Hoki mai rā, ki tō kāinga, ki tō iwi, me te tō haina inei o ngā kōrero o ngā mātua tūpuna, tō mātou Waimārie, tō mātou Maranganui, ko hono mai, ko hoki mai ki te kāinga, me o kōrero, me o māramatanga, me o kupu. Nā reira mai nei tō iwi. Tō iwi ko ngā tirangi tēnei, e me i ana, ngā uri katoa mai te kāwi maunga ki tangaroa a tēnei mātai. Tēnei mātou e me i kawana ki koutou. Koutou te tokotoru e no o tāwiti nei te kāinga, a nei, pange me i nei. Nō reira haramai, tātou, e te iwi nui haramai ki tō tātou wānanga. He mea hou tēnei ki Ngāti Rangi. Ko te tikanga ia, kei maunga rongo marai tātou i tēnei rangi. E wānanga na ngā ana, e kōrero ana i ngā kōrero apuanga, ngā kōrero hoki, Mo koro, matua te mana, kia wakarite rite i a tātou anō, kia eke kia runga i a koro, mo tērā o ngā kaupapa tikanga o tātou, te puanga maunga karakia. Ahakoa, he kāui iti nei, kia waka eke i te ata, a popo, kawea ko ngā wakaro katoa o te iwi, nā reira nei mātou. Nō reira anei ko ngā tirangi, Wānui nei, e mei nei, e tangi nei, nā reira uri nō, uri nō, kia koutou, kia tātou, tēnā tātou katso. Kia tāua iho, ko ngā rangi mārie, me te manākitanga o ihoa ngā mano, ki runga tātou, ki runga hoki i tō tātou wānanga i tēnei ahiai. Nō reira uri nō, uri nō, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katso. E hoa whetu, tēnei te mihi ki a koe 
itenei ahiahi pōnei i te ahua o ngā mihi ki a tātou kua hui mai nei i runga i tenei hangarau ki te wānanga i te kaupapakaimu i a tātou e hoa tēnā koe. Tēnā koe i ngā mihi ki te wāhingaro ki a wāte ai tātou te whai te kaupapa. Ka tahi karua te mihi ki ngā mate huhu o te wā. I tēnei wā o mātahi karipiwai i kua tōa matariki e kawe nei ngā mate o te tau kua hipa ki te rua o aitua kai konei tātau e tatariana kia mahuta mai anō a matariki ki te tūā pai, ko puanga ki te tūā pai, ka rui rui ngā mate o te tau hei whetū ki te umorangi nui. Nō reira e hoa whetū tēnā koe. Tēnā hoki koutou kei ngā whanaunga e hoa tšei ana kaupapa anō tēnei, ko hui anō tāua o tira tātou. Nō reira tēnei te mihi ki a koe kei te tuahine hinurewa, tēnā koe hinurewa. Kua rō te wā, engari he kite ngā kanohi, he hoki ngā mahara ki a koe, ki tō pāpā, ki tō whānau. Ki a koutou katoa, kei ngā whanaunga, ka tika hoki tērā kōrero, te taho taku kuia, tana pānga ki a koutou o ngā kāhui maunga, e noho nei ki te puku o te ika Māui. Nōku te honore, kia whai wāhi au, ki tēnei kaupapa, ki tēnei, ki a koutou, tēnei taha oku. Nō reira, tēnei te mihikarahi he te tōro ake i ngā kōrero, Enari, he mihi ki a koutou katoa, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa. Tēnā koe. Ngā mei. Tēnā hui hui tātou katoa. Tātou e hono mai nei, mā te taura here o te ipurangi. Ka nui te hari me te koa, i tēnei wāwaka hirahira o te tau. Anā e tautoko hi āna ngā mihi, Ki a koe te karanga pāpai e wetu, raunga wakaro ki te wahingaro e tuku, ki a tau mai ngā manakitanga a ngā mātua tūpuna ki runga ki tātou i tēnei ahiahi pō. Nō reira i te iwi, tēnā koutou, e rere kaunei ngā mihi, a i te takiwā nei o te kei o te waka o tainui, te tonga o ākarana, kei konei ahau e noho nei, me ngā karanga pāpā huanga e noho mai nā i hāmutana, A te atura ki a koutou, kei ngā tōpito maha o te motu o te ao, tēnā tātou katoa. So kia ora everyone, welcome to our Puanga Wānanga at this very special and auspicious time of the year for our iwi, a kamatu o te motu whānui. So tonight we're going to have a special kōrero about Puanga as well as te kāhui whetu, the stars that are significant to our iwi at this time of the year. We'll be starting off with a brief kōrero from Uncle Che and Rangi, who will introduce this evening's haupapa kōrero. And then we open it up and please send through any questions or pātai that you may have. We know that some have been sent forward already. However, if you feel that there's another pātai that may arise from the kōrero that's shared this evening, please send them through through the comments and we'll make sure that we discuss and share them this evening. Nō reira, 
mihi kauana kia tātou katoa, ka tauri ake i kia koe te pāpā am kutei. O tino tēnā koutou katoa e te iwi, tēnā tātou kwa uiui mai nei, e tautoko anei ngā mi a wetu, ki tērā parekura i parekura tia i tērā pāmu i raiti i, i te rangi nei, te tokotoru o te wānau Hiscox, te te eo ngā wānau o te āpori, no rere tangi atua na kia rātou, o tira ki ngā mate katoa, tatu mai kia tātou, kai te tuakana rangi, e oranga ngākau te kite atu, i a koe o tino tēnā uiui tātou. Kia ora, everybody. It's great to be here tonight, and this is a bit of deja vu for Rangi and I. It's been a couple of weeks since we last did a stream yard. But really pleased that even though there are challenges with being able to connect to a hui in person, uh, and the decision was made to not have a hui in person. Um, but what's, we, we've gone with this, and I think it's really good because if we can have a wānanga and also put our intentions into those, the small group that will be going up for karakia in the morning, um, that would be awesome. Anyway, uh, so been asked to share a bit about puanga, and I think the most important thing to start off with is uh, there's a heap of work um, being done over the last 15 years probably throughout the country where people are celebrating Matariki and Puanga and I think what, what's tended to happen is people think it's a competition. Um, is it Puanga or is it Matariki? No, no, we do Matariki. No, we do Puanga when actually they support each other. And... Um, recently found some kōrero, which um, highlights it really well. And the kōrero, what I love about it is you can tell the, the period that it was written because of the use of borrowed words. And it says, Ko puanga te kairuri te tau tawito, ko matariki te kaiuaki te keti ki te tau o. And uh, just really simple that puanga is the... Uh, the star that closes the old year, the kairuri, so puts a ruler in the sand to say this year's finished. Uh, and that matariki is the, the one that opens the gate to the new year. And I just love that simple image because what it does is it puts into perspective um, their places, that they both have a role. and. Um, Though we talk about puanga generally on the West Coast, and especially in Whanganui, uh, when we were nomadic, our, being in the, the valleys of the Whanganui River, it's difficult to see matariki. It's not that we don't acknowledge matariki, because it's in our kōrero. Tupu ahoronuku, tupu ahororangi. And then uh, we always sing about te pai ururangi, and we always sing about te paki o matariki and te paki o hewa. And so it's there, um, but we acknowledge puanga because that's the one that's easiest to see. Um, and so I thought I just wanted to make that point first because um, puanga is also, as it, as, it, as it is te kairuri, it's also ko puanga i te tahi o pipiri huaina te ware ko maru aonui. 
And what that's saying is that puanga is at this period of time and it opens the house of Maru Aonui, also known as just as Aonui. And, um, and those that come out of the house of uh, Maru Aonui are the different children associated with rain. And so it's pretty simple. It's just saying that it's about to get wet. And so wrap up and keep warm. Because then the next month they talk about Hononoi, Te Ruo Hononoi, Kakaha Te Huka. And so, again, really simple phrases which say the next month, and I think we might be a bit too hoi because we say hononoi. <laughs> it's written hononoi rather than any Gs. Um, but what it does do is it um, it just highlights the next month, okay, there's going to be a heap of snow. And we know at home in the Mona that um, July is always the month with heaps of snow, though climate change has changed, changed things. Uh, but I thought just as an opening to acknowledge um, Puana, to acknowledge Rangi um, and his connection to us, as he said, through um, his his grandmother, through our nanny, uh, Nanny Teresa. Um, so really good to have Rangi on, on um, line tonight with his Living by the Stars cap and his Ngāti Rangi Poraka. <laughs> so kia ora tātou. I just, first of all, I just want to acknowledge what Che has said, and um, he is absolutely correct. That uh, I think as part of our, um, our uh, the colonization of us as a people, I think what we're too often uh, trying to do is search for these things that make us uniquely different from each other. So uh, we we try, no, we don't do that here, uh, you know. Whereas, a matter of fact, as, as Māori, most of the way that we do things is pretty much very, very the, the same. And oh, I just wanted to say also, uh, it's uh, I say hōngongoi. I'm a tūhoi that writes and says my Gs. Um, like my teachers and, and my grandfather. So, um, yeah, Hongongoi is completely fine with me. I just want to say about Puanga. Where I am from, we have Matariki. We also have Puanga, just the same as the East Coast. You'll go to the East Coast, they'll have a record of Matariki. They have a record of Puanga as well. It's on, I believe, Apiranga Ngata's memorial stone. Kare are koa te rua o Puanga. Now, Te Ruo Puanga is also connected to Ngāti Rangi with some of the um, uh, lakes, I believe, in that region. Uh, there is a record of Puanga in Taranaki. There is a record of Matariki in Taranaki. In the West Coast, here in Tainui, uh, it, is, it is right across the country. And I think what we've, tried, we've started to do is to do this, no, we have... Puanga, we don't have Matariki, and I don't think that there is a single iwi in the country, honestly, that doesn't have a record of both. And that's because they are connected, but they are associated with slightly different timings, with slightly different events, depending upon your regional location. And, um, you know, saying that, you know, I hear things, we didn't see Matariki on the West Coast. Well, that is... There's only a, like a five degree difference in the rising of Puanga and Matariki. You see Matariki, you see Puanga. Now I hear people say, no, we don't see it on the West Coast. Well, I don't know what sky you're looking at. 
but um, I've seen it from the far north to the bottom of the south and every single coast. It does, it is visible. Um, it's just this entrenching of we're different, we don't have matariki here. Same as my own. When they say, no, we don't have puanga here, we do have puanga. Puanga is such an important star, and particularly her children. And I mean, if there's questions about that, we can talk about the children of puanga, which are also stars. Uh, Puanga uh, has a number of relationships to other stars. Rehu is one. So she's is happy. <laughs> she is Puanga Raya. Um, but she also has a connection to um, Atutahi or Aotahi. Uh, and another name I have for Aotahi is Pairangi, um, which uh, Canopus. So, you know, there are all these connections. And Che is right. Uh, there are a number of um, references that say ko puanga te fetu o te tau kua hipa, ko matariki te fetu o te tau ho, and the reverse, ko matariki te, te fetu o te tau kua, kua ngaro, ko puanga te fetu o te tau ho. Now there's, you know, there's not, while we're very similar, we also have slight differences. And uh, these risings and settings of stars uh, related back to you or your unique environment. One of the things that connect us, um, I think, Ngāti Rangi, um, to my own people of of, of um and these two people that I'm related to, is the fact that we're mountainous people. We have mountains. Um, ours aren't perhaps as impressive as your guys. Um but we live in a, in a, a very mountainous region far from the ocean. And so our environment is different to the coast. It's different to people that live in the bottom of the South Island to the top of the North Island. And all of these factors come into play when you're talking about stars. So your stars are related to, you know, Che's talking about there'll be stars, and uh, there are stars that are related to snow, sleet, rain, hail, all of these different elements. Now, I think the snowing stars will have less application if you're right up in Te a Wairua, as opposed to where you are in Ngāti Rangi. Right? Stars about when to go out to the ocean and fish, well, not going to have a lot of, you know, importance in the middle of Ruatahuna, as opposed to if you're living on the coast. So all of these factors come into play. But really, I just want to launch that and just say puanga, matariki have very, very similar applications. Um, a very Every iwi has both that I've found. Uh, and I think we need to stop saying we don't acknowledge one or the other. We acknowledge both. But they are, I perhaps, um, applied slightly differently because of our location and because of our environment. So yeah, kuira hey, 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 he matanga kōrero meki. Yeah, kia ora rangi, tai tapiri atu he nereoa. Um, you know, rangi referred to te rua o puanga, and um, there's a tan, which is a ephemeral lake, so a lake that dries up in the summer, naturally. And that, that, that little roto is called te rua o puanga. And, and the tapa tone tapu, and you can look at the stars at night by looking down into the lake. Yes. The and that phrase, Terua uh, o Puanga, you know, it's, the tan dries up in the summer, right, and comes back in the winter. 
Yeah. Now, when it disappears, you would say something like, Ka are are koa te ruo puanga. Where puanga should be is now nothing. It's evaporated, it has disappeared, and it's likened to, because puanga is such an important star. You know, we are now bereft of a star that has gone out in the night. Where they, you know, they say, katakitahi ngā fetu o matariki. They're becoming less and less as these people pass away. So it's a mihi ki ngā mate, and you can see the Māori mindset to understand that lake has disappeared from us, and so they acknowledge it in their mihi ki ngā mate. Yeah. Oh, tēnā rā tātai, o kua puare te kete, o tā tātai wānanga, ienei kōrero. So... I found it quite interesting how, do we understand why the prominence of Matariki has featured more? And there's an assumption that, well, not the assumption, why do we think that Matariki, or do we know why it's featured more in Kōrero, particularly nationally, in, in the past 15 years? I think uh, a number of factors come into play, Tuahine. Uh, number one is that... Um, Matariki was probably better recorded initially. You know, you think about the places that it's recorded mostly by best, really. And he's in places where Matariki was prominent in terms of its sign as the um, star of the year. So, um, and he was heavily involved in, in the Tuhoi region on the East Coast. Yes, he spent time in Whanganui as well. But where he recorded his Matariki information, and that is kind of filtered more... Um, throughout the narrative, number one. Number two is, you know, I think um, I might myself have played a little bit of a role in that because um, that is the star that my ancestor used to denote the new year. He also talks about puanga. I'm still writing about that and hopefully that book's to come out in terms of um, a greater book on, on astronomy. But as a first book, and I know how to read Matariki, from his teachings, the different stars and how you determine what the year is going to be like. So that's why it's probably gained more traction. But um, yeah, we need to be careful that we don't think, we, we, we need also to acknowledge Puanga and the role that it plays in, in, the, in the new year. Well, it certainly um, sounds as though they're interconnected, you know? You, almost like you can't have one without the other, particularly with the closing and the start of the year. Um, is there any kōrero around the particular ceremony practices or rituals that were part of acknowledging puanga? Yeah, so um, before we uh, go into that question, there was another point around that Rangi talked about where you can't see Matariki from the West Coast. And he's absolutely right that... That's false, because you can see Matariki downtown in Whanganui. You can see Matariki up in the mountain, but you can't see it in the river valley. And that's all. And because when we do karakia, we go down to the river rather than up onto a hill. Um, the, the river is our atua, so we go to the river. You just can't see but it's not that we don't acknowledge because our tohunga would still go in stargaze. And, um, you know, the word tohunga, and we have tohunga road in um, Ohakune, and from tohunga, the hill, you can clearly see Matariki. 
So just wanted to note that, but are there any ceremonies? There are ceremonies, and what we have created um, on the second Monday of every June is a karakia where we acknowledge um, the opening, where we go and acknowledge the mana of Ruapehu and to ask for protection for the season that is about to open on Koro. And what we've done is we've added to that um, based on old kōrero, we've added to that and left that calendar date. It's not the correct time to do it, but it's a time where we are together as an iwi already, so we do acknowledge our mate. And so the way the way we've done it is very similar to the way Rangi does it. And, um, you know, our minds, the good minds obviously align sometimes. <laughs> um, and so what we do is we acknowledge the mana of the mona first and ask for protection. And then we move to the fire and we light a fire and we send the names of our, our mate up with the awahi. And the, the significance of the fire is also to acknowledge the the coming and the arrival of Takurua, uh, so that we koniahi, I suppose, so that we um, focus in on, on koniahi being around the fire to wānanga, to kōrero, and to be warm. But the other thing is there's a, a waiata, uh, one of the many kāore te aroha, um, and this one's kāore te aroha, huri huri kaunua, and that waiata, clearly references that where we pl- where we send our mate is e piki e koro ki te pātatau o te rangi, ki te nohoanga ki a rangi tekiwa. And so te pātatau o te rangi is um, the area where the cave used to be up on Ruapehu, up by the crater. But as a result of an eruption, that that, that place caved in. Um but you think about the word te pātata o te rangi, and so it's the launch pad to the heavens. And they then go to te nohoanga ki a rangi te kiwa, and it's a, it's a, a dark place. E wahi kere kere, e, e, e noho ai, e huna ai, tai rawa ki te wā, ka tākiri mai, ko te wetu o te, o te tauhou. Ki a rā ke rātou, ka wetu rangi te arātou. So that when they, when, when, Te waka o rangi, and he waka pai noi ho tēnei, ngari waka pai anau ko te waka o rangi, ko te waka o rangi te kiwa. Um, nā runga noi te pānoi i ngā pukapuka me ngā waiata. Um, and so that, that's a, um, it's a reference there. So we do those things, but in addition, and I know I'm talking a bit too long, so... Um, if you look at the names on our land, we have some really specific names, and Fetu referred to one, uh, Murimotu. And um, you hear the northern stories of where the mate go, and they go to a number of places, including Murimotu, before they go to their Reringa Wairua up north. Knowing that our Reringa Wairua is Murimotu in Karioi, before they go up to Paretetaitonga, to Pātataotirangi, up to the heavens. Tatariai, noho ai, ka tākiri atu hei wetu i te rangi, before they become stars. 
And um, but in the names of the land, we have these things like Wai or Ururangi, the Wai or Uru stream, the Wai or Ururangi, which flows into Te Tapu. And then um, on the banks of the Tapu is a puke called Te Whakatara or Pairangi. And um, so that's that reference that Rangi talked about, where Atutahi is also referred to as Pairangi. And in our stories, we talk about Pairangi um, being the god of the Te Maungaroa, um, or the, the Milky Way, and, and that's Atutahi. And we have the name Tarake as a tupuna name all the time. And 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 there were knows her cousin Tarake well, um, but you know there's all of these links in the land, so you don't necessarily need to look for stars in the sky, because the binary nature of our culture means that they're reflected on the land anyway. And so when you've got Te Hakataro or Pairangi, and if you're standing at our main um, tuahu where we did the karakia, which is over the over the river a bit, Tuhirangi, you look to where the Wakatara is, to the left or to the east of it is the rising of Matariki, and then you'll have these other stars, and Te Wakatara facing a bit more to the south. And so you're sending you're sending your um your karakia to the south, as Rangi often refers to, which is where all of um, the Tohunga of the heavens live. Including Rangituhia, Rangiteodia, and Uenaku, which are stars. Over to you, Kaz. Um, yeah, Kapai and Akorero, Kaz Kapai. Look, there are a number of ceremonies um, connected to Puanga that I'm aware of. And um, Puanga isn't just a marker of time. You know, when Puanga is setting as a sun setting, you know that the year is coming to an end. And when it starts to appear as the sun rises, you know you're in your midwinter. And those are just basic, you know, basic science. When it sets as the sun sets, you know that you're in about um, May, June. And when it's rising, um, as the sun rises, you know you're in about yeah, middle June going into July. So you know you're really upon winter. So that's why it's used as a marker to determine, you know, the new year, as because we follow the new year in the winter. But it has all of these other connotations as well. One of her domains is procreation um, and um, uh, child, or well, sex, really, sex, sexuality, and becoming hapu um, and um, con conception. It's not a, a well-known, but um, people that couldn't conceive uh, karakia uh, was done over them in either at night time or in the early morning when puanga was bright in the sky. Ka hapua puanga. Now that's also connected to her children. She has three children, and those are the three stars directly below puanga. You'll see puanga come up, there'll be a three stars, not Totoru, not Orion's belt, just below her. They're Tahumate, number one's Tahumate, number two is Puanana, and uh, number three is. Um, Surely, no, um, Pikiarero. So there's these three female stars. Those are the clematis. They're represented in the clematis bush and the different blooms that come out of the clematis. That is the first, um, the first flowers to come back to the bush 
in the winter going into the autumn, and it's a sign that uh, so it's a sign that the earth has become pregnant and warmth the warmth and all the um, all the uh, vitality will come back as the sun comes back. And so she's very, very important. And so even the white clematis is sometimes, I've got a reference where it is referred to as the waitatea uh, or rehua. Um, so the sperm of rehua that covers the bush to impregnate the lamb so things start to grow. Now, Rehua is said to be the uh, partner or the husband of Puanga, uh, as he is also the partner of Matariki. Now, Puanga's other name is um, Puanga Kairo, one of her names. Now, um, people say Puanga Kairo means, you know, lots of kai. I will actually let Che uh, explain to you all what the meaning of kairo is. Um, but um, kairo is connected to, um, <laughs> to, to sex and procreation. I think we've really taken on a Western notion of, you know, sexual behaviour and how you should act. You know, our ancestors didn't have the same kind of perhaps Christian of our sexual um, our kind of interactions. You know, we, we carve big ure in our carvings and we sucker about, you know, te mahi mahi and we, we sing about it. There was no ma about it, but we've taken on a real Western approach to, and we've made, you know, a normal natural part of human activity dirty or seedy or it was celebrated in our culture and she was celebrated Puanga Kaido means she's um, a woman of uh, uh, social big appetite. <laughs> um, but she's and it sounds like the key activity associated with Puanga is one that keeps you warm in winter. <laughs> <laughs> she's Koya. also Koya. Um, she's associated with Pipiri, the month, right? And Pipiri is a star, and it says the saying is Pipiri Kiterangi, Pipiri Kitefenua. So as those two stars join together in the sky in the morning, you should join with your partner in, on the earth. I just wanted to say that um, Puanga um, is, you know, not all of our stories and all of our narratives are, are about holding hands and singing Kumbaya, right? Because we as people also clash from time to time. We'll have differences of opinions. Um, Puanga competes with Matariki to be the star of the year. He fetu pū hai hai apuanga, koirate kōrero atakutipuna. She has all of these wonderful traits, but she is also a jealous star. And her name Puangaraya comes from the fact that she spends her time, she's a beautiful woman, tending to her appearance. And she is jealous of Matariki. And Matariki competes with her to be the star of the year. Now the our version, and I'm going to say our version, my version from Tuhoi and from where I know, says that as much as she competes, we say that Matariki is the star that rises closest to the sun to mark the new year. Now, um, that's just our interpretation, I'm pretty sure. Um, my other side down there, at Ngāti Rangi, will have a completely different version. But there is this competitive element between them uh, as they via over the... Um, the affections of Tamanui Te Ra to mark the, the, the new year. All right, go yeah.
I think I think Professor Matabu has already covered enough on on the mana of our kuia puanga, <laughs> and um, yeah, all I could think of was um, Ernie Leonard on the mat. So, <laughs> kātiaki. Um, I, I think the the key thing is that the more we share with each other, the more we will be able to reclaim our kōrero. And uh, going back to the original statement that this whole idea of uh, competing just isn't helpful. And um, we should be listening to kōrero to find out where the similarities are and to acknowledge the differences. Because you just need to go outside right now, wherever you are around the world, watching this, and you will have a different view to me here in Hamilton. And that's that's what the subtle differences are. And then when you go above the equator, for anybody that's watching on the other side of the equator, you'll be looking at things upside down. <laughs> and we're looking at things the right way up, or however you want to put it. But yeah, quite now. <laughs> but it also sounds as though, um, Uncle Che, you opened up and said that there is a sense of competition within various communities about we celebrate Matariki and others celebrate Puanga and vice versa. But it also sounds that it's the nature of these stars themselves and their relationships between each other. Yeah, good point. Real good point. And um, never really thought of it that way, but um, it makes sense. Um, just another point Dangi talked about is um, Pikiarero. And it just reminded me of our Kui Auntie Biddy, who, who often talked about the Waiata Lady Pikiarero swinging on the vine. And, um, and that, that Pikiarero, the personification of Pikiarero, is also quite spunky. So, yeah, just a nice, nice little pointer there. Ana, ok, te tai mai ngā pātai, um, inaia nei, a ka whakatako toria enei, hei, hei wakautu mā kōrua, nā um, tamale samoa tēnei, um, ko rungwai i tete i kōrero, he anō ngā wetu i roto i a puanga. He wai kiko rā nei tēnei, koe nei tana pātai. Um, you know, it, 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 yeah, tamale, uh, um, in terms of a meaning scientifically or a from a Māori perspective, bearing in mind that if you put on a telescope and look through it, you're going to see a hell of a lot more stars around Puanga uh, and in that part of the sky. But from the whakapapa I have, and I'm not saying that's the only whakapapa connected to Puanga, but the whakapapa I have is she has three descendants, and those are the three major stars below her. Um, there's undoubtedly there will be more stars in that region, um, but we won't be able to see them with the naked eye and our um, and uh, our ancestors did naked eye observations. That doesn't mean that they went outside looking at the stars naked. It means that they didn't use any telescopes or or anything like that. So. Uh, that's, I guess, the best response I can give to that part, though. And another question we have here from Moana Mikaira is, how can we acknowledge our mate while we might be based overseas? So um, I, think, I think the key thing is that um, 
And what I often what I often did when I was living in London is uh, I would go to the water and um, I'd have a row, a, a branch or a frond, um, a fern frond or a branch from a tree, and I would uh, go, usually go to the Battersea Bridge and do my karakia, and uh, I would place the row or throw the row into the river, knowing that the current that catches that row will go out to the sea, and that current then links to the Southern Ocean and would then make its way back to the Pacific to send my love to whoever's passed away. And I would stay there until I can't see the row. And, um, and you know, that was one way that I would do it. Um, when you're in the Southern Hemisphere, uh, you know, you can align yourself potentially to uh, a similar time of year to also do your karakia and acknowledge your mate. Um, and then in the Northern Hemisphere, I'd probably recommend that you talk and understand some of the local times so that you can connect to that. Or, um, you know, I think Te Ao Māori's got used to doing things by zui and, and uh, stream yard and everything else now, so uh, there's a whole lot of other options. But e, e, e kupu en, en, uh, itiena. And even for those on Kuche who might not feel confident in delivering karakia, um, what would your advice be um, uh, in terms of acknowledging that from afar, whether here in Aotearoa or overseas? Yeah, so so the most important thing is a heap of people gave me, oh, can I have a cut off karakia for this and can I have a karakia for that? And what I always say is never mind trying to have the flashes karakia, focus in on your intention. And if your intentions and the words that you create from your intentions are there, that's way more powerful than you trying to memorize a three-page karakia um, because it's about how you send your thoughts, how you send your hokaro, how you send your kupu to whether it's someone who's passed away or whoever you may call God. And so it's about intention rather than having a big, long ceremony if that's not the way you karakia. Um, but to make it make it real and personal for you. And from what I hear, Uncle, it's that connection to why as well, to, to water, whether it be awa or moana. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely why um, moana. And you've got to use what's what's close to you wherever you are overseas. And just be mindful that it's not the same why um, like it is at home here. Like I know one of our uncles went up to Northern Australia, you know, and he goes down to the Awa, and geez, he's lucky because it was crocodile infested Awa, and lucky his karakia was powerful. <laughs> oh, so Claire Butler has asked, um, how are the So Hine Takurua is uh, one of the wives of Tamanui Tera. And um, I think we're getting, you know, Te Honunga, and this is a great part, eh? Te Nakue Claire, because what 
Matariki and Puanga are tied to our divisions of time. And this is one of the things that we completely uh, over, overlook as we're so worried about how it's connected um, to my region and my spirituality, which is really important. But first and foremost, they are connected to our divisions of time. So you knew exactly where in the in the year you were and um, what your activities would be and also connected to what's called whakamoitau. And our ancestors would whakamoitau. Whakamoitau means to divide the year into segments so you knew when this month started, when this month ends. So Puanga and Matariki are connected to our lunar calendar system. So is Hinetakurua. And realising when you follow a lunar calendar system, a lunar calendar system from one end of the country is going to be different to another end of the country. Tides are different. Environments are different. All of these factors feed into your lunar calendar system. Um, see, the ocean tides really don't mean too much to us, I guess, right? But you can mark the new moon or the full moon, the full moon in particular, on your um, risings of your tides and spawning of fish. And, you know, we... we um, we have all of these factors as part of this timekeeping calendar. So we take into account the position of the sun when it is rising to give us season. We take into account the star, such as Puanga, Takurua, um, to give us month. And we take in the lunar phase to give us day. So it's season which is sun, plus star, which is month, plus lunar phase, which is day, gives us our calendar system. Now, also understanding that there is an 11-day difference between the solar calendar, Gregorian, Western calendar we're involved in, and the lunar calendar that our ancestors followed. And if I can just, if there's one thing that you walk away from this from me, is stop trying to make our traditional stellar lunar system of time fit into this western solar year two different systems of time one's 365 and a quarter days long one's 354 days long 11 days difference i hope that makes sense in one year there's 11 day difference between a pakia calendar and a maori calendar which becomes 22 days in two years slips to 33 days in three years every three years our ancestors inserted an additional month into the calendar system to catch up with the 33-day difference. So we have, my calendar has 12 months one year, 12 months two year, 13th month on the third year. So now this is connected to Matariki, right? And that calendar system is, it, Orion's belt is Tautoru. There's a saying, Te Tautoru Nui or Matariki, the three-year cycle of Matariki. And so we go from this. We, we, we do it in a Pākehā calendar, right? Every four years, we bang in an extra day. It's called intercalation. Um, our ancestors did it, and they did it really, really well. So understanding how that fits in, shit, I think I'm starting to waffle now. Back to Takurua. Takurua, when the sun is rising in the north uh, east, like it is at the moment, it will rise next to Takurua. So you know Takurua, Hōtoke, winter. So that's you know, from what season you're in, what month you're in. Um, one of the calendar systems, Te Tahi o Pipiri, the first month is Pipiri, Te Rua o Takurua, 
It's talking about you're watching Takurua. Now, when Takurua is up before the sun, you look for her children. She's got a number. Takurua Fareana, Takurua Paiwai, Takurua Ayo, Takurua Auru, Takurua Ruru. All of those are different personifications of the winter um, environmental factors. Takurua Fareana, snow. You see that bright before the sun rises. In the next two to three days, it's going to snow where you are. Takurua Parewai. You see that? It's going to be frost and sleep in the next couple of days. Takurua Ayo. It's going to go deadly quiet. But there'd be those still quiet nights, right? Takurua Ayo. One of the stars is Kutau, the only male in that bunch. Kutau is Matau. You see that? It's going to be bloody cold. All right? So all of these are built into Takurua. Then you keep going along and you'll come to Puanga. So Puanga will show if it's difficult to see, you know that it's going to be stormy. Right? But if it's bright, it's bright. It's going to be cold. But if you see her children bright below her, you know that the earth is still going to regenerate and come back to life in the summer. So they've all got these connections. Yeah, and I'm starting to waffle. So no, not waffling at all. In fact, I had a question which you've asked answered around the connection between um Puanga and the moon and the sun as that you you've covered. Um, we have a question here, uh, and uh, his part is around Weta Yatu Fakatoki, Korero, Kianga, Rongonui, Mo Puanga. Ituatu Ya Puanga Kairo. Well, perhaps um, Rangi shared uh, Puanga Raya and Puanga Kairo. Um, and Kaarearekoa, he's referred to those. And then the other one um, uh, is the one that I said right at the beginning. Kopuanga uh, i te tahio o pipiri huai na te whare And so that saying is talking about puanga is there in the first month. It's closed the gate to the old year and is still there in the first month and opens the house of Maru Aonui. And Maru Aonui uh, is, is the overlord, for want of a better term, um, for rain. And uh, Maru Aonui, also known as Aonui, and um, Kaputa Mai Koteua. So that's another additional kōrero on, on Puanga, um, because there's, there's quite, we shared actually quite a bit of kōrero on Puanga tonight. Hmm. And we have a part here about um, Ngā Matua o Puanga, Puanga's parents or lineage. Can you share some kōrero around that? So, um, as again, um, different tribes will have different um, different whakapapa. Uh, not all of us, um, even without atua, have them in the same order. Um, yeah, even with the stars. Uh, I know the book uh, by um, Sam Redekura. And, you know, uh, one of the awesome things is, is um, Sam has added narrative to the space, a Māori who is writing into a Māori space. And I want to acknowledge that. And um, he is very, um, you know, uh, rightly so, taking his Ngāpuhi um, uh, uh, learnings and research and writing uh, from that space. And, yeah, for some people uh, it is um, kaitangata, 
and um, Whaitiri. Uh, and the whakapapa I have, no, that's uh, not the parents of, of Puanga. Uh, Puanga is one of the big stars that comes from Tongo Tongo and Wainui. And I just um, say that the oldest and most tapu of all of the stars is Atutahi. Um, Atutahi or, you know, uh, Aotahi, Aotahi, Paerangi, Tārake, uh, Fetu Whakataha. Uh, is the brightest star outside of the Milky Way, the most tapu sacred star that was put outside to maintain the tapu nature and the whole integrity of the night sky. That star not there, the night sky collapses on itself. That's like a tohunga left on the outside of the village. Um, fear, everyone feared that person, but they held the spiritual integrity of the entire community together. That's where you went for karakia to open the season to, before you went hunting. All of the tohunga maintained the integrity, and that's what Pairangi does. You remove that star, the rest of the night sky goes and um, collapses in on itself. So, yeah, um, different whakapapa depending upon where you're from. And that may extend to different genders as well, depending on regional variations. Yes, um, some places they say uh, the sun is a man, the moon is a female. Other places they say the moon is a male. Uh, other places they say puanga is a male. Other places puanga in my record is a female. Um, some people they say all of the stars in Matariki are female. That differs from my um, understanding. Uh, I, that one, though, that really gets to me because I actually think that that is us taking on um, a Western belief system and it's been enforced upon us. This whole seven sisters is a Greek uh, idea. Even though the Greeks have nine stars, named nine stars in their cluster, they are the daughters of Atlas and Pelion. They are the seven daughters, and they became seven sisters. That is not a Māori idea. So, yeah, all of these um, different whakaaro. So we've got a question here about a whakatauke um, that referenced uh, the Paikapua o Puanga. Is there any kōrero you can share around that? Kōrero hou te nā ki um, um, I don't know But there is another one, puanga kākaho. Che, have you heard that, puanga kākaho? No, I haven't had. I haven't heard um, pai kapo puanga o puanga kākaho. Kōrero mai? Well, I've, I've just seen puanga kākaho, and I remember reading about it, um, but I can't remember what it is, but I'll just put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing Puanga Kākaho, but um, uh, Pai Kapua or Puanga is um, is new to me. But you know, that's always learning, right? That's yeah. the amazing thing about what you said, Che. Um, the sharing, you know, no one owns the sky, and no one knows everything about the sky um, or everything about everything. And so, you know, that there could be a, if anyone's got. Pai kapua o puanga. Gee, I'd love to hear that kōrero. Yeah. Well, and because, you know, we, we we do refer to te rua o puanga, which is that lake on the onetapu, te riu o puanga, which is just straight over the hill, down into Moafango. And so there's all of these different references. Um, and, you know, at Moafango itself, the house is Fiti Kaupeka, and so that's another star. So, you know, all of these different connections to um, different names 
Um, but they're all interconnected. I think that's the main thing. Most, most important thing is that they're all, all interconnected and some will appear at some times and some will disappear. And, and then as they move around the night sky, it's the more that we share, the more we will illuminate things for each other. <clears throat> now, Irangi, you had um, talked about Te Whakapapa o Puranga and the connections with Atutahi. We have a question here, oh, an Aotahi, actually, you talked about. Um, we have a question here called Atutahi Te Tamaitia Puranga. In the Whakapapa, I have no. Um, Atutahi is the eldest of all of the stars. That is um, so. The quarter I have um, is that Tane went and asked um, Tango Tango and Wainui. <laughs> I know Che is laughing now because um, look, there's, there's tribal differences. I think while there are differences in names and differences in order, uh, the general narrative is the same. There was a journey in which those stars were placed into the sky. Same as getting knowledge. Some people say it was uh, Tane, some say uh, um, Tafaki. Some say he went to Eel, some say he went to Rupe, some say he went to Rehua. It doesn't matter. The, what the, I guess for me, the general idea is knowledge is sacred because there's a journey that was undertaken. It's sourced. And mm. um, those are the key elements that come down through these narratives. But if yeah. he is the eldest child and the oldest of all of the stars, then he can't be another child of another star. And the major stars that were hung in the sky were hung in the order of Whakapapa. Ko mua, ko atutahi. Rereki muri, ko rehua. So atutahi is first, and he is the tohunga. Next is rehua, Antares. He is the lord or ariki of the skies. One of his names is Arikirangi. Uh, he is the great red star. Kaitangata is another name of, of his. Um, and so he is... Uh, is a star, and, and further down the order is Puanga. So Puanga is a sister to, to Rehua, even though they um, they got together and had children. You know, a quite close connection there, quite a common thing in some Māori communities. I'm not going to say any names, Jay. Um, but well, um, <laughs> bearing in mind that they're stars in Atua, not not Tato Te Tangata. But uh, in my narrative, Kao, but other people might have it that way. Noreda, kaitena, kaitena. And in our narrative, Kaori as well. Um, you know, that, that's a different narrative. And for us, we refer to Atutahi or Pairangi as Te Atua o Te Maungarua, and that therefore says the first. So it's a different way of saying it, but it, it aligns with what Rangi is saying. And even the Matatua references to Wainui and Tangotango. You know, we talk about um, ku tere tere te wai ki rua tupua. And, you know, so there you've got wai and something tupua, which is the same as wai nui and tangotango. It's said in a different way, but you can see the alignment between the two to create. Uncle, can you, oh, I was just going to ask if you could explain that more. Ku tere tere te wai ki rua tupua. Ki rua so, tupua. Yeah, so that uh, the old people talk about everything um, starts at Te Waha Atai. And, um, and it starts in a space where ku tere tere te wai ki rua tupua. 
And what that means is that um, uh, the creation of this universe starts in a liquid state, in a great dark abyss. And from out of that abyss, uh, it gives birth to matua te kore, matua te po, matua te ao. So it gives it gives birth to potential, to growth, to realization. Kore being potential, growth being poor, realization being ao. And so that's what they talk about. You hear you hear te waha atai and and a heap of our korero, and um, and so that's where that's where we um evolve from and 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 i i personally see that as no different as wainui and tangotango um and yet kutere uh, tere might be a, a skull rather than a sip <laughs> but um it's about uh how we see the world from our our view of the landscape and the sky we have another part i hear which is around warfare and the role that the stars played in warfare, are there is there any quoted or maybe perhaps in regard to puanga, but any other quoted or about the stars and the roles um, in which our tupuna yeah, engaged in combat? Uh, yes, is um, uh, not so much with puanga, um, but definitely uh, in terms of. Um, of uh, Rehua, so one of Rehua's names is Kaitangata, and it has two meanings. One is uh, Kaitangata in terms of when he rises, it's summer, and Korehua te kaipatsu te tangata, so his heat afflicts people. But Māori also had generally a season for warfare, and it was in the summer months after, um, you know, uh, when they had all of this, not free time, but that generally seemed to be the um, season that they would go and take revenge or seek to, to settle scores. So that's one. But there are many. I mean, Korpu was the star that was seen to be consumed by the moon just before the battle at Oraco between um, Māori and the Crown. Um, there were comets um, in a place like Hauraki. Kaiwaka is a, is a constellation of stars. It's also a battle formation. And it's a atua pakanga. Um, uh, those are stars uh, connected to battle. There are warriors, there are soldiers, there are weapons in the sky. Um, so, yeah, there are so many connections to warfare uh, in that space. And I just wanted to add on something that Chase said. He's right. Often the earth is a reflection of the sky. So you just think about your own community uh, and think about how many astronomical terms or names are given to streams or hills. How many tiro tiro fetus have we got? Or matai fetus, or even um, tirorangi, or all of these places, um, hills that are named Kopu or Parearo or Fakahurangi. Or it's it's littered everywhere, and it played such a vital role in all of our day to day activities, uh, including war. So in addition to uh, 
the practices in acknowledging the closing of the year and remembering those who've passed on. Uh, those of us who are spread across the country now, and we had a question from someone who specifically asked, asked about living overseas and what we could do to acknowledge this time. In addition to remembering those who have passed on, what are some other uh, things we can focus on or intentions to, to hone in on uh, during this, win this winter time and to acknowledge Puanga as well as Matariki? So yes, it's the closing of the year and we acknowledge the year that's gone and those who've passed on. What are some other key practices that we could do in our daily lives now in these winter months to acknowledge this time of the year? From the perspective of, of our tikanga? I think I think the most important thing is that uh, traditionally winter was the time when you stayed at home and you you're pretty dumb if you had a war during winter and you know Napoleon didn't learn from it and neither did Hitler <laughs> so um, you know you, those that try to fight against the elements will, will almost certainly in winter lose um, so therefore, common sense tells you to be at home, and it's a home. It's a time where I like to think of it as a time to recalibrate, recalibrate, to enjoy your time with your family, and we've just been gifted uh, a time for that in autumn, and so a lot of people got to do their hedges and um, prune trees and all of those things and sort out all of the weeds around around their property and all of those things whereas this time is a time where you can do things like read enjoy reading uh you know just hugging the fire and opening a book uh to do those types of things so that you can um practice tikanga in a contemporary context because in the past our olds would have been doing wānanga and they would have collected all of their resources to do a range of different activities while they're cooped up inside. I just want to add to that, Henirewa, if I can. I, I, I'm, I would encourage someone from, uh, from Ngāti Rangi to really do some research, and it'll be there somewhere. Do some more research onto when and how Puanga was celebrated. Uh, it'll be there, um, and, and sometimes it's just a bit of cordial from here and a bit of cordial from here, and you start to stitch it together, and this narrative starts to appear, and then um, you realise, wow, you know, like there will be, um, like I spoke about, position of sun, the visibility of star, um, and lunar phase. That's how you know I say I practice my Matariki celebrations on this day because I know we're in the correct lunar phase of the correct lunar month of the correct season. So that's how I plan out when I do mine, and that's what I encourage. Now, I know that um, Ngāti Rangi and some of the communities there will absolutely have their own version of the lunar calendar system. It'll be recorded there somewhere. And I think that when you come start delving into that, you start to pick up on some of the natural rhythms of the seasons and the cycles and how you fit into it. Because Matariki is based around three things. Number one, it's based around remembering the year that has passed and those who have passed. So we remember that and we weep for our dead and we call out their names 
in the early morning before the sun rises and we farewell them as stars. Number two, it's about celebrating the fact that we've come through the year and celebrating the present. So we feast, we celebrate, we dance, we sing, we pipirikite whenua, whatever you want to do uh, at this time. And the third thing, and something that is not really maintained, uh, is the fact that we um, planned. We sat down and planned for the for the rest of the year. We did one. We debated. We, you know, we went through the COVID isolation thing every year. Where, because you know, we don't have a winter garden. You know, uh, we were just inside. Um, doing wānanga and planning and preparation. And that really, that slowing down period resets you um, for, and you, you you take on nutrition and you sit around and you make those connections with each other and you, you know, forge those bonds again. Then you launch into your spring and out into your summer. I think that's um, fitting back in with the natural ebbs and flows of the environment is such an important thing and something I hope Pete, we can start getting back into. Oh, no, it's good to to be reminded and remember that how we are interconnected with the environment and the tail and how we should um, inform ourselves and base our life plans around that. Nō reirei mihi kauana ki ena kōrero. And, and and we just need to look at the names. Pipiri. Pipiri is straightforward. It means to pity, to stay close to the land, to stay close to home. So, um, you know, no, none of it is actually rocket science. And um, Rangi's just um, raised a really good point. If there is an uri from Whanganui Nui Tonu, that is committed to doing the research, I'm happy to give over all of the stuff that I've got because I'm too busy to do that stuff. And if somebody else can find, can can commit to and do it, then happy to help. <laughs> Uncle, can you talk a little bit about the word hononoi? Yeah, so, um, you know, iti nei taku um, you know, I only know what I know, and I think it's a little bit. Others might think it's heaps, but I only know what I know. And so, what um, the you know, when you're breathing outside, and that breath that you can see, the white that comes out of your breath, koyatera, and so it's a sign that it's just cold. And um, you know, there's there's two different calendars I've seen within Whangarui. One that um, gives names very similar to the ones that are generally known and one that gives quite different names. But in talking with people like Rangi, it's the twin star. And so that's pretty cool, you know, is that, again, this whole idea of binary complementarity is, is where, where you've got a mahanga, a twin, and so an example of that is poor and ao, night and day. That's that's one binary. Uh, and rangi and papa, another one. And you have all of these different different mahanga or twins 
that complement each other, that support each other um, as one pari and tai, uh, pari and timun, you know, so in and out as the tide goes, in and out, it's always complement each other. And so the more that we can join the dots and share, the more we'll find a path for maramatanga. Kia ora. So I know that you're wearing your living with the stars, uh, living by the stars portai there, Rangi, and I'm about to put my Fakata Māori portai on, uh, recognising that you're currently uh, filming a series. Can you share and talk to us about that? Actually, um, I will be starting to launch my second web series. Um, so the first web series I did on Living by the Stars was... Um, called Matariki, and it was just around Matariki. This one, the second series, is a 20-episode, three-minute series called um, uh, Living by the Stars, Whakamoitau, and it goes through the different months and the different seasons and talks about the different activities and the astronomical connections um, to those times of the year. And within that, there's also another program that I've done, huh? It's going to be on Māori television, this one. It's not a web series, it's actually on Māori television called Beyond Matariki. And it's going to go a little bit further into the Matariki narrative um, that we really just kind of living by the stars because these are um, half-hour um, half episodes on Matariki. And Fakamoito is the other one. So, yeah, um, I suppose the Living by the Stars stuff is um, really starting to, to ramp up uh, at this time of the year. And I'm, you know, I'm really grateful for the support that I get from from, from everyone. You know, um, I've really been grateful for the support I've had from Che and Ngāti Rangi in general. And there's a reason that, uh, you know, other uh, apart from my whakapapa, is I do take the opportunities to come down and support the, the Puanga celebrations. I think that's such a vital way to reconnect to the seasons and reconnect to our spirituality, reconnect to our, our landscapes and reconnect to each other. Um, and like I say, while we're looking perhaps at two slightly different stars, the kaupapa and the tikanga are virtually exactly the same. And so, yeah. So yeah, if you get an opportunity, please please have a look and hopefully it's enjoyable. We've just had another apartheid come through uh, from Nico. Um, why is Puanga not named in the clusters like we hear? Oh, Waiti, Waita and Puhutikawa. So that's the Matariki cluster. And tell us more about Puanga. Ah, so, so that's because Puanga is not by Matariki. It's a completely different star whereas Waiti, Waita, Hewa and all of the others are all um, in the Matariki cluster. Whereas, so Matariki is here and Puanga is at the end of the waka. So Matariki is at the front of the waka and Puanga is at the end. And um, that's why you don't hear, hear, hear Puanga in, in all of the songs. Rangi might have more to add. Can you tell us about the waka? Oh, okay, um, so, Puanga is and Tsukoki uh, uh Puanga um, is in a different. It's not in the Matariki cluster. So Waiti, Waita, Wai, that's Matariki. 
puanga or te whānau, um, gee, I've seen it written as te whānau o puanga, te whānau a puanga. Okay, I don't, I've, I've seen it written both ways, actually, and I don't know why. But that's actually a whānau cluster, which is puanga, um, tahumate, poangana, pikiārero, are the three I know in that whānau. Um, they are at the back of the canoe and Matariki's at the front. And that's Te Waka Orangi. And now you had, what did you have, Che? Te Waka Orangi? Te Kiwa. Rangi Te Kiwa. Yeah. Well, I've been promoting Te Waka Orangi Matamua, um, just as part of my Living by the Stars brand. <laughs> no, no, don't call it that because it's actually a big death canoe. So, uh, so Te Waka Orangi is... Um, the captain on board of that canoe is Taramainuku. Taramainuku has a big net. Te kupenga a Taramainuku. So um, just, I'm, I'm going to hold up a picture, actually, and hopefully um, some of you can see this. But this is Te Waka Orangi as um, it rises. Oh, my goodness. When I can find it in my book, it rises in the morning. Um I'm not too sure if you can make that yeah. out. But Puanga is towards the back. Um, Matariki is right at the front. And then you see Taramainuku, and he's got a kind of a half uh, circle that watches his net. That constellation is visible in the night sky for about 11 months. Matariki is at the front, Puanga is at the back. And every night as the sun sets, when that waka is in the sky, Taramainuku drops his net to the earth and trawls for all the dead who have died that day. And as sun rises, he hauls them back aboard the canoe, takes the dead. Oh, there it is. There it is. There you can see Taramainuku. Uh, where Taramainuku is, is around where Puanga is. And there's Matariki uh, here. It's, it's about there. Matariki's right at the front of the canoe. Um, so that canoe is in the sky for 11 months, and, you know, he hauls up the dead. And now you can see just above Taramainuku is the um, scabbard or the handle of the pot, a place called Te Hao Orua. Now, when the dead are hauled up into the sky, they are actually stuck to the back of the canoe like a feather. Ngā kura kura o te waka orangi. So those are the feathers, the ornaments. There they are, and that's where the dead hang for the year. And when that canoe sets into the west, it dives into the ocean next to the sun, it takes our dead with us, uh, with it, to be prepared in the other of the world. And we are waiting. We are waiting for them to, to rise. And so when it rises on the horizon like this, in the correct lunar phase, and that's so important, you've got to line up, because you'll see it before you celebrate it. And people say, I can see Matariki, it's Matariki. Well, you don't want to celebrate Matariki in the night that, like Firu, you know, the god of death and disease. You know, Kore Kore is not a good time to celebrate Matariki or Puanga. Neither is a night like Atua Whakahaihai. Right? It's in the names. Che is right. You don't want to celebrate in the god of death or terrifying demon or absolutely nothing. You wait for the prime time when all our Atua Māori come out in the last quarter. Tangaroa. There's four tangaroa. <laughs> four tangaroa. Ka pai te kau te rangi. There are four mm -hmm. tangaroa. Tangaroa mua, tangaroa roto, tangaroa 
Fakapai Tangaroa Fariki Koikoi. Then you go to Otani, which is Tani, right? Then you go to Orongo, Rongo. So you got Tangaroa, Tani, Rongo, best possible times. Then you go into uh, Omutu, which means oh, pump the brake. Mutu Fenua, stop, because you'll celebrate into fetal. So you get about this week-long celebration. You align the star with the, with the lunar phase. Anyway, when it rises in the correct position, just as the sun cracks the dawn, you do your you call out the names of your dead. Taramainuku takes them off the back of the canoe. And he casts the spirits of the dead into the sky. They stick to Ranginui's chest and now departed of the year become stars. Now that is the origins of the phrase you are now a star. It's also the origins of the reason why Māori would wait because we incorporated Pākehā tikanga into our culture, right? And we say, oh, you don't unveil for a year. That's the tikanga. Okay, you don't unveil or make them into the stone for a year. That actually comes out of Matariki, where we waited to feel well out dead as stars with Matariki. It wasn't a year. It was at the rising of Matariki. And so, um, um, yeah, that's its connection to uh, Te Wakaurangi. Just one point on that in the, the, at the rising of Matariki is some people will often say to me, oh, what if they die the week before it rises? And um, so I've often said to them, well, they've just got lucky. And um, because once they uh, risen up with the kupenga, karuia ki te rangi. Tika, tika, te korero kei au. Ko ngā mea i mata i tēnei wao te tau. So those people that die now are called ngā ika ruhanui o matariki. So the lazy fish of matariki. They follow after mata and after, you could say, they follow Puanga into the abyss, even though it's set. Now, I've heard this, and, and the, the research I've got is when you are out trawling, I don't know, I don't go to the ocean, it scares me, right? But when you're trawling with a big net, I've heard that you've got all of these fish in the net, and then you have these big fish following the net, right? Sharks, aharane, and you'll find that when Matariki sets, that quite often really big rangatira will pass away during that time and they will follow the net and follow the other ika into, into the ocean, into the abyss. And so one of the mihi I I've, I've have recorded is, farewell to the, the giant fish of matariki. You've followed them and your name gets called out when it rises. I think one point that's really important is Puanga is the um, the star that marks the end of the year, but it isn't the star that covers mate. That mate is still done. It's still with te paki, with the kahui matariki. Um, but we we do our practices during the time of Puanga. And for us, the time of Puanga actually starts when the meadowberry fruits 
and that's a three in the mountain that's a three month that's may june so raitihi o hakune it's may june then karioi teraki uh, area it's june and then going south towards rakitapoma and kuratahi it's june july so there's that three month period for the metal bearing and then it finishes with the piharau and so there's kai of this time and what what's the what's the manurere that eats the miro is the hua nui and and that that's the hua nui of puanga is is the manurere the kereru which is why in those special festivities um, and you know we still practice one of those in july um, with the ra the kai for that time is is the kereru as well as the komata you know and um and and then soon after that you then get the piharo so so it's important for us to to puanga isn't about mate um are there any korero wakatauki about middle and piharo at that time of the year that ties into puanga? Well, that may not specifically the... mention puanga, but that the significance of those natural uh, symbols? Well, the one that Uncle Tahi always says, kahua ngā pua koya ko puanga. And, 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 and that's, you know, it changes into a hua. Which is a berry, and because the middle berries are so prized, um, and especially when you can't get a kiriru, so you've got to stuff a chicken. <laughs> you have a Kentucky fry version, and so you're stuffing a chicken, or you're putting a heap of the berries because you just koi koi the berries at the bottom of the those rako, those rako and they, they all drop, and you just koi koi them, and um, you take them home. Um, and if you get enough, then you can put some in the freezer for um, a rainy day. So that's one. I know Rangi talks about the kanakane, or was it the korokoro? For the piharo, which is another name for the piharo. Uh, piharo, korokoro, kanakana. Um, just like I say, Matariki and Puanga uh, rise at the same time. So, um, you know. Uh, they say, you know, uh, ka, katsu matariki ka rere te kangakanga or te korokoro. Um, it's also the sign that uh, when the kereru season was open, there's actually a star very near Puanga that's called Miro Miro. Miro Miro, um, connected to the berry. When that's bright in the, in the morning sky around this time of the year, you, then that's a sign of how the Miro will be fruiting in that region. And like, um, you know, one of the things you I get is people say, well, what's the sign for Matariki this year? What's the sign for Puanga? What's it going to be like? Well, you know, you really want to know. Go outside and look at the stars. I mean, like, my environment is going to be different from your environment. And reeds are different, you know. Just because one perhaps region is having a good run, that doesn't mean that it's going to be the same for other regions such as the environment. So, um, yeah, just go outside and have a look. But there is a middle middle directly connected to uh, the total middle. That's fascinating, Kōrero, around there. We've had a question come through about um, navigating 
and the role of puanga and matariki. I'm noting that you just said that your he tangata o uta arangi, hoiano, any, any kōrero around that. Obviously, our tūpuna would have used those stars um, out in the open sea. Very, the only limited kōrero I have, um, and I'm not too sure if, if puanga was used, but it may have been like, you're right, I don't know anything about navigation. But talking to Hoturoa um, some time ago, and he said uh, Matariki was a, um, when it was seen at a particular time, that that was when you should leave the islands and head towards Aotearoa. I remember him saying that, but uh, I shouldn't talk about that, Kaupapa. The, the ocean is not me. Yeah, and this Piscean um, swims like a rock. So uh, it's not me either. <laughs> One thing I do know, though, about navigation is that um, Te Rangi Wānanganga, which is a Whare Wānanga Ondua Pehu, uh, was used for our navigators to come inland to also view the stars from a different perspective. Um, we've had another apartheid come through about um, Ngā Tino Huwa o Puanga Meona Tikanga Mote Oranga Wairua, Oranga Tinana, Oranga Hinengaro o Te Tangata. Yeah, so Puanga is a sign um, around the elements. And so it, it brings in Maru Aonui, who then will, will bring the rain. And so it's a chance to cleanse and wash away things. But also with that rain, it's a chance to replenish. And so uh, that that's that's my my knowledge of some of the hua. Um, it's different to Matariki, whereas Matariki, you know, there are certain kaupapa for the different stars. And so what we often will say is, ko te paki o Matariki i te makariri, ko te paki o hewa i te raumati. And um, we have a lot more kōrero around hewa than we do about puanga. Um, and, and that, you know, she, she not only brings um, good tidings, but she's, she's um, what guides the pipi warauroa and the kawekawea to Aotearoa. Um, and that's all about bringing in the good weather, eh? And all of the abundance that comes with that good weather. Um, but, yeah, so te pakio matariki, te makariri, te pakio hewa i te raumati. And puanga, referring to um, te ware o maruaunui and how the rain helps to wash away things. So it's a good way to clean, clear and release, but then also um, to uh, reset. I see there's a question coming in around the umukohukohu. Perhaps that's um, a question for, for Rangi and then I can come in and cover some of it from our perspective. Um, I don't know if Ngāti Rangi did or do Te Umukohukohu. Che can answer that. Um, but Te Umukohukohu Whetu is part of a tikanga that I think was universally Māori. I've seen a, some really good references to it on the West Coast. Some good ones in Taranaki uh, and also in, um, in Tainui uh, towards Raukawa. Um, uh, in in this end of of um, this end of Rokawa uh, in Tainui, so 
um, I have a suspicion that there were probably similar tikanga that were enacted. Uh, but then Mukohukohu Fetu was a steam earth oven, and it was part of a tikanga called Whangai Tehau. Whangai Tehau Tapu means to feed Atua with food. And our ancestors did a lot of that. They would um, take kind of certain food items that they'd grown in a pude or a tapu part of the garden that was left only for Atua. And when it was harvested, it would be kept aside. And when you were doing certain tikanga as offerings, certain karakia, you'd actually cook certain foods. And food, we cook food for matariki. And when the ovens were open and the steam would rise into the sky and feed matariki. It's a very well-known whakatauki. Ngākai a matariki nāna i awakene. You'll see it in a lot of places there. Oh, that's Matariki's connection to food. What it's saying is Ngākai a Matariki, the food in the oven belongs to Matariki, Nana i Awakene. And he comes down and takes the food up and consumes your food as the offering. So when that's a karakia that's said at the end of, well, a line that's said at the end of a karakia. So you've offered and you've given thanks for the bounty of the year that we've received. And so uh, 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 umu like this or a whangai ho wasn't just for matariki. It was done at different times throughout the year to different atua for different reasons. Uh, some of it was to give thanks. Some of it was to curse someone. Some of the all different uh, reasons why you had a umu tapu of this nature. But Chai, you can whakawhānui pei ngā kōrero. You're on mute. Kia ora. <laughs> um, I don't know then the use of the term umu kohu kohu, but yes, we did whangai ho. Absolutely. We did the whangai ho tapu, which is why we have a river called ho tapu. And, and, what, and that's what I was inferring to earlier, is we have a river called ho tapu, and the... Um, the stream that flows into that river is the stream of the star of the wind, the Wai o Ururangi. And the, the hill on its true left side, uh, on the eastern side of the Hautapu, the Wakataro o Pairangi is connected to the Rauro Wakataro. And the Rauro Wakataro were the baskets that were made for the Hautapu. And that Wakataro o Pairangi is where we would do the hautapu, offering it up to Pairangi as a reference to all of the stars in the heavens. And so uh, so we would do it. And uh, there's a, there's the other part to the kōrero uh, around Miro and Piharo. Um, I, I know that Piharo goes up and down in its... Um, and the availability of it, but there's heaps of metal. There's just heaps of metal. Um, you just got to know where to go. And you can walk in just in the street, in, in that little reserve on the main street of Ohakune, and you'll, you'll find metal because there's heaps of it. And um, my dad's always bringing home a pocket full of, he hasn't got a little bread bag, he'll pull a pocket, uh, pocket full of metal home for mum to cook up a chicken. And so there's, there's still a heap of metal and um, 
the more that we know what to look for and what to find, the more we'll realize that there is still a lot of kai, especially up in the mountain, because there's so much bush, and not just dock bush, but our own bush as well, on our own lands. And so the more that we can learn what the kai are, you know, right now, um, it's harore season. And and I know one thing that we would do is the um, our, our various rāwairua each had a kai. And so the different, you know, our June rā would be harore. And then our July rā would be komata and um, kereru. Um, then you get into the February rā and all of that, that would be um, the karaka berries, all of these different things. Um, but uh, a good way to to reconnect and uh, celebrate some of the kai that we're still legally allowed to eat. Okay. And we offer up. A, we have a question here. So how might we integrate practically and utilise the thoughts, narratives, behaviours and practices of our various stars into contemporary practices and policies for well-being of our whānau? And I think I tried to really? touch on this earlier, specifically with puanga, but um, yeah. I kore roti amai. So, pai te pātai. Um, I, I think we're on that track at the moment, normalising it, you know, understanding that um, this knowledge base, while, you know, um, it is spiritual, um, it is uh, cultural, it's also scientific. And there is empirical science embedded within traditional Māori knowledge. You know, you don't sail that expanse of ocean on myths and legends, right? You do it on empirical science. And you don't come here and implement complex and detailed divisions of times that regulate your seasons and your activities, season to season, month to month, day to day, on myths and legends. It is um, such... Um, uh, you know, it's 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 enriched science, which has also has the spiritual and cultural dimension to it. So it's very holistic. The only way that I think that we can, uh, I guess, um, incorporate it into our behaviours is by normalising it and practising it. There is a massive difference between studying a culture and practising a culture. And the life of a culture is it's in its practice. And really we can't, like you know, practice at the marae and go home and live someone else's culture. Pene o ki te reo Māori, ka repai te kōrero ki te wānanga, ka hoki koe ki tō kāinga, ko te reo pākeha te tino reo i roto i tō kāinga. You know, it's about living our culture. But with um, the growth of matariki and puanga, lunar calendars, you see this, there's this real progression to normalise that practice within um, schools within communities, I, I think that's amazing. And taku mihi nui kitehunga e e fakapo kahana ki aora no wai na mahi kokorangi aotato matuatipun. I think just to add on that question, is one of the best ways to do this practically is to garden. Go back to gardening and go back to gathering food um, because whether it's a spinach or a cabbage 
or a broccoli, a potato or a pumpkin, it will teach you how to observe nature and what's happening in the environment. And that's where you can then start to apply some of the knowledge that's written. Go back to gardening. The sooner we can go back to gardening, the more we will actually learn. And I know Uncle Tahu, he would always say that um, the way you learn your Māori tanga is in your garden. And yep, yep there's all the riddles with it, um, but it's about through your actions and seeing things grow, that you then, um, through your actions, you see things grow, and then you'll see the response in the heavens, as Rangi said. We have a one final pātai about the connections or, yeah, the connections in Te Moana Nui Akewa with Puanga Erangi. We know that there is Makahiki, Makale'i and other um, and other parts of Te Moana Nui Akewa who's recognised. Are there any kōrero? Is there any kōrero around Puanga? Uh, I, be I believe there is. I've seen that written in a Cook Island narrative, actually. I think it's from Mangaia. Um, I have seen that, and, and, and a lot of the stars, like Lehua, Forehua, and yeah, uh, those prominent stars um, have had those similarities in terms of their names, you know, and, and, and it only, it shows in the language, right? You know, you particularly, there seems to be a very close connection, obviously, Asurarotonga, Tahiti, and up to Hawaii. And we use very similar language structures and, and a number of names. So, yes, I have seen it in other places. I haven't seen it with an L or anything. I think I might have seen, um, is it Kuanga? But I've seen Puanga and it was in a Cook Island reference. So I've, I've got it somewhere. But, yeah, tika, hei te tika. Hoi mihi kauana ki tātou e hui hui mai nei. Uh, ki te rangatira o ngā kōrero, kua takoto, uh, hei kai mā te henengaro, uh, i tēnei, i te waia matariki i a pūanga i ngā whetu, ngā tohu o te tau. Uh, we are concluding this wānanga this evening, however at 7 o'clock we do have karakia, ngā tirangi karakia on the Facebook page, which has a link to a separate Zoom link. Nō reira piri mai uh, ki tērā o ngā kaupapa, o tino kei te tukuna te rākau kōrero ki ākoe, and just want to acknowledge everybody for connecting in. Um, please send in some feedback uh, because the more we can see whether this is a good thing for you, the more we'll see what else we can do in the future. Um, but just want to acknowledge uh, that tomorrow there is a small group that will be going up on Tokoro. Um, we decided not to do a bigger karakia this year because we wanted to look after our old people. Uh, and so the small group that will be going, hopefully as we all uh, join in with the karakia that Rangi will lead and then later on 7 o'clock service, um, those intentions can be uh, directed to our family that will also go up for all of us. Katia ke mihana kia koutou, e rangi, ko tāua no tāua, nā reira e miikauana kia koe, in quite hard case. You know, there's the book written by Rangi, there's the book written by um, Sam Rerekura, 
uh, and uh, myself, uh, all descendants of Piki Kotuku. Um, so, yeah, he's obviously had a lot lot to influence us with. Nā reire mihi kauana, ana kaya koe rangi. Koua kara tērā taputau, puroi ho tarangi tī, hore tarangi waruhia ki a mātou koe ki te kete ata, nei hommai hei tohumoto na matua i tarangi. Tā tai tī ara, tī whae, ki rungara, ki a matariki ki a tūtahi ki a pūanga ki a rehua, ki ngā whetū tapu o te tāu. Ringi hia i te kete ko te ikanui o te rangi kā ngaro ki rungara, whāno harama i te toki. Hau mie, hui e, tāi. Kia ora rā. Nā te puni kōkiri e pūtea tautoko, made with support from te puni kōkiri. Nā pūoro Jerome, ngā reo pūoro. Soundtracks from pūoro Jerome.